Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Luke 12 and 24 says, Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? My title tonight is just the first three words of this scripture. Consider the ravens. Consider the ravens. If you'll put your Bibles down, but lift up your voice and lift up your hearts right now and just worship him for what he's going to do in this place today because our God is going to make a way for someone tonight in this place. Lift them up right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we give you all the glory and honor, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, you are good. Amen. You may be seated. I do not plan to preach very long tonight, but I believe that God has a word for this church tonight. Amen. Luke 12 and 24 talks about the ravens. Ravens are actually known as one of the smartest birds in all of the animal kingdom. I I really didn't know that because, honestly, I hate ravens. I think they're obnoxious, they're annoying, they're ugly, and I dislike them with everything I am. They are, to me, the definition of a pest. Amen? But as I was doing research for this message, I found a few things about ravens that I didn't know. Like, they are likened in intelligence to the chimpanzee and the dolphin. The raven is one of the smartest animals, not just birds, but animals in the entire animal kingdom. They can impersonate animal and even human sounds. If a raven saw a carcass on the ground and he didn't want to go through the work of tearing it open, he would mimic the sound of a predator like a wolf or a coyote or whatever to make that animal come and open up that carcass so the raven can go later and eat of it. Y'all, that's a smart bird. They trick other ravens to keep their food safe. They'll try to make their raven friends think that their food is in one location, but really it's in another. But what they don't think is that they're trying to fool another raven, so that doesn't really work all the time. The raven mates for life. If you see more than two ravens together in the daytime, you've actually stumbled on a family of ravens. They don't, they don't mingle without their family. And here's a funny one. The young ravens, when they reach adolescence and the ability to fly, they'll actually join gangs to learn how to hunt and gather. That's what they call them. They call them gangs. So they can grow up to learn how to hunt and gather. They also have been known to use hand gestures to communicate to one another. So when they're flying, they use their little feet to talk to each other. Y'all, that's weird. That's one smart pest. But perhaps one of the greatest features of the raven is the way that they are wired to digest food. The raven is made with the ability to be able to eat almost anything. Their diet ranges from anywhere from berries to dead carcasses, from grain to baby turtles. They can eat almost anything. 
And scientists say that because of the way a raven was able to eat, that that is why they have been able to survive so well over the thousands of years they've existed. They survive so well that we now call them a pest because they're so overpopulated. Ravens are a special creature, amen? But they can only be created by a God of amazing wonder. Amen. A, a, a human being could not create all the things about a raven. I wouldn't be able to think of creating a gang for a raven. There is only a God on the heavens that have the ability to make this creature. And when God created the raven, he saw them having these abilities. He saw them having the ability to eat anything. He saw them having the ability to, eat, to live in most any environment. And he saw all of that. But there is one thing that the raven cannot do. The raven cannot get his food on his own. He's always relying on something else or some other cause and effect scenario to get his food. The raven doesn't have the ability to plant a seed, to water it, to put it in the right sunlight, and to grow food in a few weeks. He doesn't have that ability. Our earlier text says in Luke 12 and 24, Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn. The raven has no way of supplying food, and they have no way of getting the food unless it's through some other mean. But that is exactly what Jesus was trying to show to the disciples in Luke 12, I believe. And I believe that tonight there are some people in this place that are in need. Whether it be by healing, you need a financial blessing, you need a medical bill paid off, you need your mountain moved, you chains broken, and you don't see a way of that happening. Is there anyone in this place tonight that's like that? That can say, you know what, I just don't know what's going to be next. I got this situation and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's coming next. I'm just up in the air. God, what's going to happen? I don't know if I'm going to have enough gas to get to work tomorrow, but I came to a place of worship tonight so I may be able to receive something. I've come to tell you right now that I declare to you in this place, consider the ravens, because if God can make a way for a useless bird to be able to get his dinner, he will make a way for you to be able to survive. He will give you the means to overcome your mountain. He will give you the means because our God is a God of blessing. He will give miracles. He gives love. He gives mercy. He gives grace. He gives strength. He gives peace. There is someone here tonight that doesn't know when their next bill is going to be paid. But I've come to tell you, church, just consider the ravens. Because if God can do it for them, he can do it for you. If he can do it for a rat with wings, he can do it for his own children. Amen. Now Satan will come to tell you and say, why are you praising? Why are you still worshiping? And I believe it's because that there are some people in this building tonight that decided that they were going to consider the ravens. They were going to consider what God had done for them. You didn't see a way out of your situation, but yet you're still standing here. You didn't see a way out of that financial blessing that you didn't have, but yet you're still here. You didn't see a way out of drug addiction, yet you're still here. I believe that there are some ravens that didn't know when their next meal was going to come, but yet you're standing in this place tonight. It's is there anyone like that that said, I don't know how I'm here, but it's because God made a way. I don't know how he did it. I don't know what means he did it, but because of him, I'm here. Somebody worship the God that makes a way. Somebody lift your hands and your voices and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords right now.
So, you know, if you're like me, maybe you don't want to be compared to a raven. Dude, they're ugly. They're weird. They're obnoxious. So I understand that. But God gave another option as well. Luke 12 and 27. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not and they spin not. So if you don't like a raven, why don't you just go ahead and compare yourself with a lily? Because that lily has no ways of planting itself. It can't say, you know what, this place has nice water right here and a little bit of sunlight right here. But God said, I'm going to plant you. I'm going to water you. I'm going to let you have some sunlight. I'm going to let you nourish. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to take care of you. Because that lily has no means of doing it by itself. But God said, I got you. Tonight, I see a church of ravens and lilies. You couldn't see the next time you were going to get fed, but then God stepped in. You couldn't see the next time you were going to get watered, but then God made a way. Because if God cares that much about a stupid bird and a little bitty flower, how much does he care about you? If he cares that much about a pest and about a flower that the only means is that it looks good, how much does he care about the ones he died for? How much does he care about the ones that he decided to give his life for, to bleed over? I've come to tell you, Satan says, Brother Daniel, why are you worshiping? Sister Peggy, why are you praising God? Sister Valberta, I sent a sickness your way. Why are you still praising God? I've sent you this. I sent devils to your very doorstep. I sent hell to your very doorstep. Why are you doing what you're doing? How are you still worshiping God? How are you still lifting up the name of Jesus? You should have died. You should have been defeated. You should have been starved. You should have died of thirst. You should have succumbed to that mountain. You should still be bound by chains. So why are we still praising God? Why are we still worshiping church? It is because that there was a God that stepped in. There was a miracle worker that stepped in. There was a need supplier that stepped in. There was a great physician that stepped in. There was one that said, here's a raven. I'm going to take care of him for a little bit. Here's a lily. I'm going to give him some water because God will take care of those that he loves. Satan doesn't understand. I sent everything I can. I sent sickness. I sent drug addiction. I sent everything I can. But yet you're still worshiping. I believe that somebody ought to worship God because he made a way when there was no way. Because through your worship, you're showing the devil, I am undefeated. I am victorious. I am here because my God made a way. Church, you are a church of overcomers, and don't sell yourselves short. Don't settle for anything less than victory. Because when David stepped on the battlefield, he didn't see a way of victory. He had no means. He was only supposed to show up to give his brothers some food. And there was this, this jerk, if you will, saying a bunch of junk about his people. And he said, who is this? And they said, that's Goliath. He said, if he kills our greatest warrior, he's going to make slaves out of us. And David said, okay, I'll do it. I'll go up there, and I'm going to fight him, and I'm going to kill him, and I'm going to win. And well, then they said, okay, well, David, here's a sword. Here's some armor. Here's some shield. And David said, no, I don't want that. I ain't worthy of that. I'm going to go in the name of God and my sling and my five stones. And some people try to say, you know, the five stones, you know, they represented Jesus or they represented grace. I just believe they were just in case he missed the first time. But he walked up into that place against a giant nine, ten, whatever feet tall, a lot taller than a teenager. And he looked at him and he said, I'm going to kill you. You might have a sword, 
You might have a spear, you have a shield, and you have an army that want to make me your slave. But I'm going to come to you in the name of Jesus because I'm just a raven. And I know that my God is going to take care of me. And because David had that kind of faith, he was able to throw the first stone. And because he was able to throw the first stone, he walked up to Goliath and he took the sword thereof and he cut his head off. When Moses and the children of Israel were pressed up against the Red Sea and Pharaoh was coming up behind them, did they become slaves once again or did God make a way? Did they become captives once again or did God part the seas? I can see it just right now. The Israelites, they're looking and they're walking. They might feel the mud squishing between their toes. They can feel the walls of water because never in human history has anything ever happened like that again. And they can just see the waters. They're not worried about what's behind them anymore. They're not worried about their past. They're not worried about captivity. They don't care about the wilderness in front of them. They're just walking in the way that God made. He's walking in the path that God said, you know what? You just need a real path. I'm just going to part the water so you can walk right through it and be set free from captivity. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace, they told Nebuchadnezzar, I'm not going to serve your idol God. I'm going to serve the one true living God. Because if you praise the best, why would you sell for anything less? Amen? Amen? Do we worship the best? Do we worship the one that stands in the fire with us? They said, I'm not going to worship your idol God. So bind me up, and I'm willing to die for what I believe. And I'm going to burn, but it's going to be for the name of God. And Nebuchadnezzar said, didn't we send three men in the fire? Why am I seeing four? And the fourth looks like the Son of God. We serve a God that's willing to stand in the fire with us. We serve the creator that will step into your situation with us. So I've come to tell you, when Satan comes against you again, and he's trying to say, you know, you're not worth anything. You, you, you have no means. Where, where, where are you going to go next? And you just say, I'm just, a, I'm just a raven. I'm just a lily. Because if they can get fed, I can get fed. So when Satan comes against you again, you got to throw the word back at him. Matthew 4 and 4 says, For man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the God. Amen. We believe that to be true. Amen. Isaiah 41 and 10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, will I help thee, yea, will I uphold thee with the right hand of righteousness. Romans 8 and 31, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If Isaiah 40, 54 and 17 says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. 1 Peter 5 and 7, Cast all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Isaiah 43 and 19, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know of it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Isaiah 40 and 31. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Psalms 27 and 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength and my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Church, I've come to ask you, what are you afraid of? What are you worried about? Because there's a God that fights for us. There's a God. He said, if I could count the number of hairs on your head. And I've come to tell you, 
We ought to start worshiping like we never have before. We ought to give more in our praise and worship like never before because it shows the devil, you didn't get me. It shows the devil, you tried, but you couldn't overcome me. It shows the devil, you tried to throw everything you can, but I'm still standing here. It shows the devil, you might have thrown every devil in hell against me, but I'm still going to praise God. Your praise is a beacon of God's glory. Your praise shows the world just what you've come through. Your praise is your testimony. So you ought to be praising right now because if you... Paul said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I shouldn't be here, but by the grace of God. I shouldn't be here, but by the grace of God. I was able to come to this altar and be renewed in the name of Jesus. I've come to tell you, church, consider the ravens. If you'll stand right now and musicians come. I believe God has something for someone in this place tonight. If you have a need that needs met, if you have a situation, if you have a chain, if you have a mountain, whatever you're dealing with, I want you to declare, it ends tonight. It ends right now. It ends right here. Needs are going to be met tonight. Mountains are going to move tonight. Strongholds break now. Chains break now. God said that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, if you are ready to seek the kingdom of God, Luke 12 and 31, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock. Fear not, ravens. Fear not, lilies. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is his good pleasure that I be victorious. It is his good pleasure that I be free. It is his good pleasure that I'm healthy. It is his good pleasure that I'm financially blessed. How many agree? So if you're ready to consider the ravens and the lilies, I want to do something a little different. If I can have the ministers, I want two over here and two right here. We're going to have a prayer line. Brother Chris, if you want to come down, I want two in the front and two right here. Is it all right if we do this? Is there one person? I'm just praying right now that one person right here, right now, before we begin singing, before we begin playing, that would step out and say, I'm ready to receive what God has for me. Is there anyone like that right now? Step out by faith. If you've got a mustard seed size of faith, step out right now. Come on, somebody, somebody, if you got faith, step out right now. If you got the faith, step out right now. God didn't make you to be belittled. He didn't make you to be weak. He made you to be victorious. So if you have a need, step out right now. It just takes one. It just takes one to be having revival. If you are that one, step out right now. I can wait. I can wait. I can wait. I'm not going to push God. I can wait. Who's going to be the one? Who's going to be the one? Let's let it start right now. Somebody worship God right now. Let it start right now, right here in this place. So let's pray. Come on, church. Come on, praisers. Come on right now. There are some Davids here that are ready to defeat their giant. There are some children of Israel here that are ready to watch their seas part. There are some Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that are ready to witness God standing in the fire with them. If you're ready to get your need met, God is here. Come and receive your miracle right now.
Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Thank you.